The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While Jesus was speaking to the crowds, a Pharisee invited him to dine with him. So Jesus went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give for alms those things that are within, and see, everything will be clean for you. The Gospel of the Lord. Yesterday we began reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, his most mature work. It was written toward the end of his third missionary journey while he was in Corinth, and it's a systematic presentation of his understanding of the teachings of Christ and the Church. It's a beautiful letter, and we're going to spend the rest of the month, the entire month of October, going through this book in the first reading. In today's passage from chapter 1, verse 16 to 25, we have kind of a climax, a summary of the entire letter. It's the thesis statement of St. Paul. And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now the word gospel here is not limited to the four canonical gospels. It's basically the good news of Jesus Christ come to the earth, sent by the Father, the salvation offered by Christ. It's good news. It's both scripture and tradition. It's the words and the actions of Christ, especially what he did on the cross. It's all that he is and all that he did for us. He says that this gospel is powerful for the salvation of everyone who believes. And he means that because he himself experienced that power of conversion when he heard the words of Christ on the road to Damascus and he was completely changed. And that's why this is such a powerful remedy for humanity. It's a dynamic force. It's not some kind of speculative philosophy. That's what the Greeks were doing for centuries before the Incarnation. They made some progress. They were using their natural reason, the light of the natural law written in their hearts, and they came to understand that there had to be a God, that God existed, but they didn't get much beyond that. So for Plato, it was the supreme good. For Aristotle, the prime mover. Or what he said, thought thinking itself. Very abstract. But what was happening in those centuries when the Greeks were speculating on the nature of reality, they wanted to know what was undergirding everything, what was holding the whole universe in being. Some said water, fire, or earth, or air. It was very speculative, but it had no power. And it had no concreteness to it either. And during this time, there was a decline. It was an age of anxiety because the people didn't know how to live. They were falling into despair, violence was increasing, and at this time, God sent his son into the world. And that's what St. Paul is going to explain 
in the first eight chapters especially. Now notice he says, it's the power of God, and therefore I am not ashamed. Paul would never be ashamed of the gospel. He would preach it anywhere, everywhere, in great opposition. He would ultimately give his life. And now we're called to take on that same missionary impulse to realize just in our own hearts what the gospel has done for us, the power it has had in our lives, how much great need we are in as a culture, as a society, to have that message preached, and not just by words, but by our lives. We see another example of the fallenness of humanity in today's gospel, where even the Jews who had the Torah, in addition to the natural law, they had the commandments. And here we see the upper echelon of the Jewish religious orders, the Pharisees. They were the educated ones. And here they invite Jesus to a dinner party, and Jesus comes with his disciples, and they notice, the Pharisees, that Jesus hasn't gone through the ritual cleansing of his hands and so on. They are aghast, and Jesus responds with that tremendous statement, you Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. So even the Jews were falling into this despair, as well as the Gentiles. The whole of creation was imploding. Here is Jesus in their presence, and he's saying, Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give for alms those things that are within, and see everything will be clean for you. That was the problem with the Jews. Although they knew the Torah, they knew the law, they failed to bring it into their hearts. They kept it on the outside, it was external, so that they would be seen to be righteous, but inside they were no better than the Gentiles. And here's Jesus, and he's going to bring the good news and ultimately give his life and send the Holy Spirit so that the power of God will be fully manifest. Paul has experienced it, he's going to preach it, he'll never be ashamed of it, and here we are with the same mission. Notice in that first reading that St. Paul says that the Gentiles had the natural law, that ever since the creation of the world, the eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things that are made. So they are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not honor him as God nor give him thanks, but they became futile in their thinking and their senseless minds were darkened. So they failed to give glory to God. They failed to realize the virtue of religion. They bring everything and lay it at the feet of God. So as we begin to read this wonderful letter of St. Paul, let us enter into it and be converted ourselves, going from faith to faith to glory to glory and bringing it to our family of parishes.